Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. My name is Jenny Helmdahler, and today we're continuing on with our series of the eight dimensions of wellness by talking to Elena McCullough, who is another wellness ambassador. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. All right. So today we're going to talk about environmental wellness. What does that refer to? So environmental wellness refers to kind of putting yourself into spaces that make you feel good, um, make you feel connected to nature, for example. It can also have to do with just curating the spaces that you're in and that belong to you. Um, You know, like how you maybe decorate your room or, you know, other areas in your home and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about environmental wellness a few times, a bunch of times on this podcast, and I was under the impression that it usually refers to nature, like, only, but you're telling me that it's just general environment. Yeah, it doesn't always have to have, like, relate to the natural world. Um, Obviously, that's something that's really important to me personally and to a lot of people, I think. Um, But it could be as simple as like filling your room with things that make you feel happy or, you know, keep clutter away if that's something that stresses you out. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So why do you particularly care about environmental wellness? So I definitely care about the natural aspect quite a bit. Um, I'm hoping to major in conservation. So, you know, the environment is very important to me. And I think that the more time that I spend outside in, you know, like beautiful natural areas, the better I feel in general. Um, But also, like, I've really found that being intentional about how I curate the spaces that I'm in, like my dorm room or, you know, my room at home, that really has an impact on my day, you know, how comfortable I feel. Um, And I think that that's really important. And I think it's something that people can overlook sometimes. Definitely. Well, because like we don't think about where we are all the time. Like, of course, everyone's going to decorate their dorm room, some people more than others. I'm a chronic overpacker, but like there's not that much in my dorm room in terms of decorations, but like even other places. And we've talked a little bit about like, for instance, Swim Library and the Wellness Center about how they especially curate their environment to make students feel more at ease. Um, Like in the the wellness center, we have the really great furniture and the open, sunny places that can really help our well-being. Um, Yeah, I think that's really cool. So what are some things maybe that like we could do if maybe we don't have like control over the environment we're in? How what are some things we can do to um, curate that space for ourselves? That's a good question. Um, Well, I guess one example would maybe be a dorm. I think that's pretty relevant. Um, You don't have complete control over the type of furniture you have or how big the space is. Um, But I think that, like, there are a lot of really small, subtle things that you can do to make a space feel more comfortable to you. Um, And it really, it has a lot to do with, like, knowing yourself and kind of taking the time to reflect on what makes a space enjoyable for you. So for example, last year in my freshman dorm, I had a lot of stuff. I had just an insane amount of stuff that I had packed. Um, You know, my family doesn't live in Virginia, so Mm -hmm. I was kind of apprehensive about not being able to 
maybe go home and like grab something that I ended up forgetting. So instead, I just had the most crowded, tiny little dorm room. <laughs> um, which which dorm did you live in? I lived in Preston. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why, but our room in particular felt so much smaller than everyone else's in the mm. hall. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, and at first I thought like, I thought that having all of those things that mattered to me would really make me happy and make me feel more at home. But at the end of the day, like, it just became a very dark kind of crowded space. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of do that reflection and think, you know, maybe I prioritize having a well-lit kind of open room that I can move around in over having like all the knickknacks that make me feel more like it's my bedroom at home. Mm -hmm. um, so it takes some trial and error, but I think having a few things that you care about that make you feel better um, can be a really good way of like, I don't know, just feeling more yourself in an area that maybe doesn't really reflect mm -hmm. who you feel that you are all the time yeah I totally feel that on the freshman dorm thing because like mine it was a fine space I was in Yates Hall um but the way the room was set up was such that my desk was kind of in the very corner behind my bed and so right behind me was the door to the room so if anyone ever opened the door I would be just shoved in a little tiny corner and like it was fine it was a little nook so I could do work but when I was always doing work in my room because I wasn't going anywhere else like it's kind of sad, <laughs> sad yeah. and dark. Yeah, and I think that like that doing work in your room thing also plays into it mm -hmm. because what you do in a space really affects your associations with that space and the emotions that you associate with that space. So I did way too much homework in my room last year and I've kind of promised myself not to do that as much this year because then I would get home to my dorm room and just like be thinking about work be yeah. thinking about homework and class and everything instead of you know having a dedicated place and time to work on important things versus a place to really relax and how was that journey for you sort of figuring out that you wanted to prioritize the space over the materials or just you know caring about the environment in which you work so it had a lot to do with just reflecting on like the emotions of the day and then kind of following that back to you know what was affecting it um spending so much time in my room I really was able to think about like you know this particular thing is really not making me feel good right now you know having all these things on my bed having all these things on my desk like you know, I look at it and it stresses me out. And that then adds to like all the academic stress, all the social stress. Um, I think it really helps to just keep tabs on your emotions. Um, journaling doesn't really work for me. And I think a fair amount of people will relate to that. Like I cannot write in a journal every day. It's just kind of impossible. But literally just having a sticky note mm. or, you know, wherever you do your homework planning, et cetera, et cetera, like you can just write a tiny note about like how you're feeling and it doesn't have to be like a beautiful well-written journal entry uh like for posterity or whatever um I, I always have trouble with journaling and sticking with it but just yeah making that space making that time that you want to spend um but yeah going back to I know you said you really do care about the nature aspect of environmental wellness so what are some things that you like to do so I love to go out on Lake Matoka. I think that's so fun. Oh. And I think that can turn like a really awful day into 
at least like a decent one. Um, you know, it's like sunny. It's really, it's beautiful. It's quieter out there. Um, I think noise pollution is something that I've kind of learned has really been affecting my mood over the years. I've mostly lived in bigger cities. So even just living in Williamsburg and on campus, like it's so much quieter just, you know, as a baseline. Um, And I think that that kind of like default level of noise is something that people don't always realize is messing with them. Um, So definitely Lake Matoka. I love just kind of walking around the trails on campus. Um, All the squirrels are really fun. There are a lot of cool birds. Um, You know, the quieter you are and like the more you just stop and look around, the more you notice. Um, So I think it's really cool to just see like the herons, the turtles. We have so much nature right here on campus. And I that is one thing that drew me to the school. So it's one Mm -hmm. thing that's kept me here, too. Yeah, the researchers on this campus to be able to access nature, it's it's so good. I love just walking around on Lake Matoka when I can when I can drag myself out there. But right. <laughs> have you ever heard of the um, green space map? Yes, um, I have preferred to kind of find things as I find them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a really great resource. Um, I like that they have it kind of laid out as like natural areas versus outdoor social areas and things like that. Um, so I can see that would be like a really useful resource for new students, especially, or anyone who just hasn't taken advantage of all those spaces on campus because it's easy to get sucked into your own little bubble sometimes absolutely yeah and for anyone who doesn't know the green space map is a resource online where students can look at it and see where all of the green spaces are on campus really great if you're looking to get out there explore new places um absolutely so how do you think we could integrate nature and the outdoors into our daily routines like what Do you know how much nature we should be getting? Is there like a uh, recommendation? You know, I'm not up to date on those statistics, but I think that you should go outside every single day. I mean, you know, it's not always going to be possible, but the more you can do it and the more you can integrate it into your routine instead of kind of making it a chore or making it something that you, you know, force yourself to do, I think it just gets easier the more you do it. Um, Things like taking a longer route to class, you know, leaving early so that you can just kind of walk around. I definitely had the issue last year of rushing to all my classes all the time. (laughs) And that definitely makes the outdoors feel more hostile. Um, And it's, it's a lot more fun to be able to just kind of like mosey along um, and, you know, take a look at, you know, what's around you. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any other tips maybe for just being able to experience nature if maybe you are doing so many things that you just don't always have time to carve that out? I would say get a really hardy houseplant, like a snake plant or something, something that's hard to kill. Um, I am a houseplant killer, which is a point of shame (laughs) for me as like a conservation major, but I'm just, I'm terrible at taking care of houseplants. Um, But if you can get one that is very forgiving, I think it's fun to have that like a little bit of nature in your room. And I would also say sunlight is a big thing. Like, you know, nature is more than just plants and animals. If you can just have a healthy amount of sun coming into your indoor areas, that helps a lot with mood, that helps with feeling a little bit more connected to the outside world, even if you, you know, can't be out in it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, the campus rec has a ton of like outdoor excursion type things. I know some of them fill up really quickly, um, but if you can get on that early, it's it's a fun thing to do like for a weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Tap is really cool. I, I've been meaning to reach out and do something through them. And so when we think about environmental wellness, do you ever separate it in your head as like short-term environmental wellness versus long-term? Like how could that maybe have an effect on the long-term caring for your environmental dimension of wellness? That's interesting. I don't think I've ever really separated it like that. Yeah, so it definitely feeds into like mental, emotional, you know, the more time you can spend outside in the sun, especially like just the better you feel in the long term. Um, But then also physical. I think being outside in any capacity, walking around, like that's a good physical activity to be doing. Um, I know the gyms are like very intimidating for a lot of people, me included. So I really enjoy, you know, getting outside and walking around because, you know, it feels more like a chill activity than, you know, stepping into the weight room and feeling like you have to know what you're doing. Um, so I think it can definitely positively impact physical health as well. Um, what else? I think spiritual wellness is also something that I find is deeply connected to environmental wellness. And I know that people think about spiritual wellness as like religion a lot of the time, but I think of it as something that's more connected to like how meaningful you feel your life is, how connected you feel to something bigger than yourself, right? And that can manifest in religion, but I think it can also manifest in how you feel connected to nature and, you know, the ecosystem. Because at the end of the day, like, we are animals. We are a part of this whole, you know, huge system around us, and it's easy to feel disconnected from it. So I think kind of returning to your natural roots in whatever way you can can really impact um, your spiritual wellness as well. And so one more question. We talked about how we can integrate wellness in our days, even if we're feeling busy. A great way to do that is doing some studying outside. What is your favorite outdoor study spot and why? I think for studying in particular, I really like to go to the sunken gardens because you can really spread out. Um, You know, if it's a sunny day, like the whole place is getting sun and just good good lights. And I love it. I love, you know, putting a blanket out, having some snacks. Um, It's it's a really versatile area because it can be very social. It can be very personal because there's so much space. Um, So, yeah, I would say that is my favorite study spot on campus um, outside. Um, You know, obviously, like, midterms, I'm probably going to be cooped up somewhere, but for casual studying, I think Sunken Gardens is really good. Mm -hmm. And also, since they just did the new Sadler expansion, they added in a few tables out near that way, right outside of the Wellness Center, actually, and they have outlets. Like, really, I am a sucker for outdoor study spaces with outlets, and I've been keeping tabs on all of them. Like, I always know every single one at any point. I I enjoy it. Okay, so, yeah. I might have a Fun new hack. favorite study spot, actually. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you so much, Elena, for joining us today. Thank you. Great conversation. All right. Thank you also to our sponsor, United Healthcare, for support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Jenny Helmadollar. 